You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Well, well, well. So I just want to say, I just want to let the listeners know that... Lies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That, and let you know that we have a third party on this podcast who will be joining us, who is joining us right now. Who? And that that is this gigantic fly that's flying around my room right now. (laughs) (laughs) Got in probably after you went through your sprinkler today and just wrote on your You know what? What is it about I open my front door to get my mail and the instant I open my door, a fly comes in. They're waiting. Yes. Like, was it just right there? Like, this motherfucker's coming out here any minute now. <laughs> we know he's coming for his mail. And... We okay, ride. He's out. He's we, out. He's the out. fly is like, we ride at dusk. We're going in. <laughs> Can you imagine a little fly with a little, like, waist, you know, guns on his side? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's just, I mean, they're called a fly for a reason. It's just flying around. Like just flying that. around, annoying. And so if I ever get one in my house, I turn off, well, it's it's during the day, but I try to make the house as dark as possible. And then I leave the back door open so that it flies, because they're attracted to light. So yes. I try to get it in, in between doors and I slam it in the door so I can go outside and let it out. So you may have seen my light just go off. I'm turning my light off and maybe it goes somewhere else. <laughs> it's so, it's like it has... It's like it's like it's like the fly version. You know when you're driving down the street and a car comes by with a, and it has all the sound in the car. You and it shakes your car. Oh like, my god! I this wanna... is a fly version of that. This yeah. fly it has <laughs> sounds. <laughs> and if you don't find it, you'll hear it tonight when you go to bed. <laughs> yes. You know what? Let me tell you something. So two weeks ago, I was going to bed. And you know, I did my whole bed, bedtime routine and everything. And I am just um, approaching the side of my bed to get in. And I move my blankets. And a spider jumps out and Ooh. runs underneath the bed. It runs underneath the bed. <laughs> I'm burning down the house. <laughs> and I immediately think I'm ready for uh, the asteroid to blow this planet up. Like, it was that moment I thought, it's over. It is over. Yeah, my house would have been burned out. Because then, then all the work I did in preparation to be sleepy was gone. (laughs) Now it's like you slept for 10 hours and you're wide awake. (laughs) So, So, and then, you know, you get this thing, like, you go, okay, how can I problem solve this you know at midnight like what can i do so my bed is sort of low to the floor there's not a lot of space underneath the bed so what i did was i went and got an extra blanket and i just put it in that gap (laughs) oh sweet (laughs) 
my God. And I left that blanket there for three days. <laughs> so it probably oh built a web. It's got kids now. Hey, so like like that, like that movie, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is right under my bed. It's <laughs> under my bed. Oh my, my arachnophobia could never, I'd have to get, I'd have to get my vacuum out and, or like try to put it in a jar or something so I could put it outside. Oh, like, like, like you hate spiders that much. I, I'm arachnophobic. And, you know, my oh. mom, on the other hand, you know, my mom always comes up with something, she, you know, she said that there was a spider and what she did with it was instead of like taking it out of its misery quickly or putting it outside she decides to throw hot water on it so my dad's like so you you boiled the thing alive like you couldn't take it out of its, out of its misery you drowned it with hot water it cut up some 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 uh cut up some uh celery and, and carrots make a stew <laughs> I mean, that's the basics of all stews and soups, right? <laughs> Celery, onion, and carrot. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Oh. What is she doing? You know, it's, I don't know what's worse when you think about So my sister, sometimes I don't have a Trader Joe's by me. And sometimes she'll ask me or, you know, I forget something. And, hey, can you pick this up for me? So she said she was going to, she's going to Costco. Because I went to Costco and I forgot my frozen mangoes and some of these like raw tortillas that you grill in a pan. And so yeah. I thought, you know, my sister goes there maybe once a week. She's going to come to my parents last weekend. So why not ask her? It's just two things. So I say, hey, sis, can you, is there a way that you could pick up these two items? Sure, no problem. Now, this past week, my sister had a double ear infection, a sinus infection, like she was a mess. And she said to me at one point, she said, oh man, mangoes just hit the spot when you're sick. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're so refreshing, especially yeah. if you get them from Costco, they're all chopped up and frozen and they're perfect. So fast forward to this past Sunday, I'm at my parents and I'm, you know, I see that my tortillas are in the refrigerator, so I don't want to forget to take them. And then I, my mom's like, she brought you your mangoes. They're in the freezer, but they're open. And I was like, what do you mean they're open? This bitch brought me her bag of mangoes oh, <laughs> in which she already ate from. <laughs> so when she was saying, wow, mangoes what? taste so good when you're sick, she was eating mine. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> That's wrong. I mean, I know it's only... I know she only probably had two cups of it, but I thought to myself, man, you had to notice that the bag was open when you drove it from your house to my parents' house. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. That I is, gave her a pass. That's almost a hate crime. Like, <laughs> it's right on the edge. It right on the edge. <laughs> past week in the news i mean specifically let's talk a little bit about um the orange monster and his indictment and him pleading not guilty i mean i know there's a lot to unpack there 
Um, but how the audacity, the caucasity, as we say to, to, to white people, the caucasity to go in and then plead not guilty after they have tapes upon tapes of him showing off, right? Because he always Uh, liked to be like, he showed uh, off the documents and someone was smart enough to record it. How did, how how did we get here? How did we get here? It's so, it's so embarrassing, huh? That, that he is the first U.S. president or former president to be charged by the Department of Justice. Like it's like the top law enforcement in the land, which, which is what it should be, right? If, you know, a former president is going to get charged with 37 felonies or 37, 37 separate counts. Like he's got, he got indicted on. And, you know, like Fox News is losing their shit over it. And it's like, they're saying, oh, President, you know, President Biden is attacking his opponent or something like that. And and they're just purposely misleading their viewers because no a sitting president can't do that. Like that's why you have these branches. The government and the Department of Justice is independent and it has nothing to do with, you know, the Biden administration or former prosecutor Kamala Harris. It's nothing. And it's very wise how they did it. They the Department of Justice. They impaneled a grand jury in Miami, in the state where he lives, right? And near the federal court. So it had to be in Miami because that's where the federal court is. So it's, the grand jury is Floridians. Floridians. It's not, it's not like people out of uh, Sacramento or New York. It's his own people. It's his own people. Like I say, it'd be your own people. And they had so much evidence that they indicted him. Now, there's a long way to go before he's convicted and all that. But I read the indictment. And that shit is damning. Because like you said, not only has he bragged about it, and he's on tape and video, um, it's all there. And he, quite simply, he stole, he stole documents. And some of the worst, he stole nuclear secrets. He stole documents that, that tell where U.S. spies are. And people have linked those thefts to when he was in office, the Secret Service and CIA were saying a lot of their spies and people that they had on payroll around the world were getting killed. And so it's, it's obvious to many people, and I'm one of those people that he sold that shit. Like he sold that shit. He's making money off of it. And I think there's, it's all part of that reason. As soon as he was out of office, Jared Kushner got $2 billion from the Saudis. Like, he's been selling state circuits and he hit that shit in his crusty, old, sticky bathroom at mar lago Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, that guy, that guy is in trouble. You know what I was thinking, Jim? I was thinking, look, I think he had a birthday today or yesterday or something like that. He's 77 years old, wow. 77. He could have just, like he lost, he could have walked away. He could have had some people write books for him. He could have made himself like the, the kingmaker for Republicans, you know, Republicans trying to get his endorsement. He could have, you know, kept raising money from his stupid followers for whatever little scheme he thought up. And just sat down in his Florida Motel 6 and just collect the money, take pictures with over 10 people in Florida, 
you know, grope old women like he like or young women like he likes to do, and just going about his life. He, that's all. He he could have done that. He could have walked away, and instead he stole shit, lied about stealing shit, hid shit after they told her, "We know you have this." Lied about hiding it, and just all this mess, all this mess, and for what? Like for what? Well, because of his ego, right? So he's that, this guy that likes to be liked and wants everybody yeah. to. That's why he liked famous people and being around and going on The Apprentice and all that shit. His his narcissistic personality is right. just, I mean, it's it's there's clinical narcissism and he is definitely, I mean, he just projects that. So it's he, so much. fancy to share with you know, hey, I'm sitting around a dinner party. Come over here and look. Like, legitimately taking right. them out like they were Emmys. Like, they were some trophy that he won for a Super Bowl. I mean, right. I, I, crazy. Even that guy, what's that little that old singer, that guy, Kid Rock? Even that, oh. they have him on video and tape saying, I'm not sure I should be looking at this. Like, he was showing that hillbilly rock star state secrets. And even... Uh-huh. Even that numb nut was like, I shouldn't be looking at this. Oh. Like, and, and you know what else? Look, let me tell you something. Every elected Republican at the federal, state, city, county level, every Republican voter, all those January 6th people, those Q9 people, the Klan, the, all those people, right? They all know Trump is guilty. Every single, they all know it. They know it. All the media, all the Fox News people, they all know he's guilty. So all they're doing, particularly the conservative media, is just trying to gaslight the rest of the country that, no, he's not. No, this is okay. This is normal. And it's all just one big gaslight. They know he's guilty. Because all you have to do, all you have to do is say, what if it was Barack Obama? That's all you have to do. What if Barack Obama took thousands of documents, including nuclear secrets and secret service secrets and CIA secrets and stored them in his bathroom and wherever he lives. That's crazy, right? You know, not only will we have seen a a mugshot, a perp walk, restricted travel, they've taken his uh, passport. It would not have taken three years to do that. That man, that guy, Barack Obama would have been under the jail at Guantanamo. Two days after they found out he took every day. And 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 not be out on his on his jet ski. Exactly. He's living man, that guy is living <laughs> his his best life. Look, his daughter's graduating college and high school. His wife's writing books, just out there touring, you know, just doing that Michelle stuff. And he out there just living his life, thinking, <laughs> I, you know what? I did eight years. I did a great job. I'm not indicted. No, you know, my, my administration didn't get in, indicted. We we brought shit back from George Bush. I'm out of here. He's just doing his doing his doing his thing. I didn't bring people like uh Marjorie Taylor Greene and oh, uh, Bobit. Like I didn't give them a platform. Like he's just now now I'm seeing Gavin Newsom's really been talking about that whole you saw that DeSantis sent or flew immigrants from Florida to Sacramento. Did you see that? I saw that a couple a couple of plane plane loads and and the state um people, and it came to Sacramento. You're right, it came to Sacramento and the state investigated to find out well how did you actually get on this plane? And 
Because, you know, look, in this state, we we got a whole lot of state employees in law enforcement and immigration and all those offices, and they all speak Spanish. Like, like if you said they're the Montana or something, maybe you wouldn't get the treatment. But in California, they're like, let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and we, you know, we, man, shit, they got all kinds of people talking to these people. They got all the story. They told them everything. And you know what? And he, Gavick went at that little tiny guy, Ron DeSantis, so hard that even Texas joined in and said, you know what? Yeah, this is crazy. And that, look, that's trafficking. You can't just deceive people. Yes, take them on an airplane and send them 3,000 3, miles away because people have a right, according to our laws, to come into the country and seek asylum, or if, or if you get here off a boat, you have to be treated as a human. Like we are part of international courts in DC, how do you treat people? Like you, we have to abide by those laws and you can't just traffic people, humans like that. And he even made, uh, Gavin Zaddy said that he, someone even asked him, would you arrest DeSantis? Because DeSantis is coming here to, talk about you know his run for for president right yeah so he's coming he, right he's coming to southern california to get money yeah to get money for his campaign and yeah. gavin gavin newsom was asked by one of the reporters like because he trafficked and you're getting this information do you think that desantis would be arrested for trafficking mm-hmm. and he's like i'm not all I'm going is by facts right now. And I, I'm not going to, I am not going to act like, like the wild, wild West, like some of my counterparts right. in other States. Like he's going to have a shit dialed in. He's even proposing, I know it takes a long time, but the 28th amendment, I think the 28th amendment. Is yeah. The, the yeah. Like, yeah. He's trying yeah, trying to uh, modify some things. And I, and I think, I mean, for California authorities to arrest him, they're going to have to create some charges first. So he has it brewing, but I don't think it would happen that that side of it would happen quick enough so that when DeSantis landed in the state, they could arrest him. But you know what? I'm telling you something that states is the way this country is set up. States have a lot of autonomy. And if they can prove that he has trafficked and he is breaking laws, breaking laws in this state, then yeah, you could be arrested. It's no different than those Republican-led states saying, if we, fi- if you're a citizen of, I don't know, Idaho, and you leave to go get an abortion, not only will we charge you with a felony, the person that drove you, we're gonna or flew with you or helped you, we're gonna charge them with a felony. You know what? So Gavin Newsom saying, well, you know, we could play those games too. I mean, listen, you know, I've always liked him and respect him. And I think he calls people for what it is. And he's got his shit dialed in. I, he he, he's, he knows his stats. He knows how important California is to the world economy. Like yeah. He doesn't fuck around. He doesn't fuck around and find out. Like, he lets you know in advance. So I he respect does. him. He does. He, yeah, he's a really good politician. And you know what? He's gotten better. Like, he's gotten older. And he's gotten better and he's not as flippant and brash as he used to be, but he knows his facts. And there is something about, in in this country, there is something about a very sharp, uh, middle-aged, he's middle-aged, a middle-aged white male politician, right? That a Democrat, he, who isn't afraid to go toe-to-toe with Republicans because there's a level of respect that white men give each other. 
right? Even when they disagree, there's a certain level of respect they give each other. Now, you put an Asian woman there, you put, oh, you put a woman of any nationality, any race, then the Republicans are going to treat her differently because they have such a disdain for women, period. Yep. Right? But you put a Gavin Newsom there who's like, look, I see you fuckers on the golf course, right? I, I can talk to you. And everyone can, to, everyone can talk to their own, cons, not constituents, but their, their peers. And he isn't, he isn't afraid to go toe-to-toe. He was just on Hannity's show, and Hannity, that blockhead lying Hannity, you know, and Hannity would try to- <laughs> He looks like a Lego guy. Yeah, and Gavin <laughs> was like, let me tell you some facts about what you're saying. And Gavin just, he sounded like, sound like Barack Obama. He knew everything, and he knew- <laughs> Hannity knew like one like like one paragraph on page one, and Gavin knew the entire book, every single word and every sentence for the entire book. He just man, he he was so good. He just I wouldn't say he destroyed Hannity because Hannity wasn't debating him, but he was presenting him with false information, like Fox does, and presenting it as fact. And some of it, even if it wasn't false, it was misleading or it wasn't the full story. And I heard him fumbling the papers, like he was trying yes. to find something. You know, like he was George Costanza. You know how like George Costanza in one of his episodes would say, just put paper all over your desk and look really busy. He was fumbling yes. through paper, like trying to find some answer, some salvation. And then only said, I told you I would allow you to answer the questions. I think you've fit, I think you've answered the question. Yeah, let's let's go, let's move on to something. <laughs> He is. He, he's a very good spokesperson for the Democratic Party. And he made it clear, like, I'm not running for president. But if, if you're an incumbent like Biden and Kamala Harris, and then you have um, uh, Gavin Newsom as a governor of the largest, most uh, the richest state, and then you have someone like um, Pete Buttigieg, who is also a peer, right? He, can, he goes on Fox News all the time and he just destroys Republican talking points because he can't. You have to use your entire bench. So you have an incumbent president, right? A presidential administration that's running for re-election. And you look around the country and say, look, I have a lot of strong, not that I have, but the Democratic Party has a lot of strong um, elected officials all across the land because you have Gavin, you have um, Gretchen Whitmer up in, up in Michigan, as governors, very powerful governors. And then you have all these other elected officials, whether they're uh, senators or like Hakeem Jeffries, the the dim minority speaker of the house. You put them out in front, you let them do all that work. So that look, if you're President Biden, you stay above the front, you say, okay, I'm not gonna get in there. I'm gonna let them do all that. And as we get closer to the election, then you become more prominent. But you let your young, young guns, now you let them just run with it because look, they're in office, they have nothing to fear, and um, they can get all the coverage that 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 you need. Within you, Kamala Harris, and your administration, they keep doing the work that they need to be doing so that you have all the good news that keeps coming out, um, like inflation being down, unemployment being down, number record job performance, all that stuff. You just keep permeating the air with this is all the work we're doing and all the results are showing. And then you have all, all your bench, all these people just going out in the media, just de- de- um, talking back to all that nonsense Republican talking stuff. So it's a very effective strategy. And I'm glad I'm glad to see they're doing it. Yeah, I love it. Um, 
Also, it's crazy because stuff in the news, well, that didn't make national headlines was after the Denver Nuggets won, there was a shooting, like nine people were shot. That didn't make national news. What's wrong with this country? I couldn't even celebrate like your team won. Why do you have to shoot people? I don't know. It's crazy to think about you and destroying like there was some there was a lot of um like a looting i don't know if they would call it looting, yeah, yeah yeah just yeah just like like not rioting in that sense but just just going buck wild like it's, just burning up stuff like what are you doing and how the heck didn't that make national news i guess because right. we have now become a society that shootings are normal like if if thinking about like even going back to the Trump conversation and all the intel that he sold, which puts America, I mean, no one really wants to fuck around and find out with America, right? They did with 9-11 yeah. and look look what happened there. But if we think about, we, he puts us in a situation that we, war gets in, we are now in a war zone. Like he puts us at risk for having to be like targeted that is a very scary situation so scary, i think yeah. we've just gotten into this whole um i don't know mindset we're in a fog we're i don't know we're numb to it all that shootings don't even become national news anymore because they happen all the time that's true because you figure there are um 25 28 000 handgun deaths every year and only a handful make you know, only a handful hit the national consciousness, right? Like something will happen that trigger it and, and trigger, no pun intended, that everybody captures, everybody gets involved. And it could be an individual, it could be a mass shooting, it could be a family annihilation. Some just rise to the top. And, you know, for the most part, though, those 26,000, it just, you never hear about them. And that's just, and that's just every year. I mean, just think of that in 10 years as 260,000. Like we just don't, we don't get that carnage. Now, some of that is because our country is very big and we have a, you know, 300, almost 400 million people in this country, but that's still a lot of people. That's a lot of carnage and guns are now the number one cause of death for children. And, and for, for like decades, it was car accidents. Like that was the most deadly um, form of, uh, for the way that kids die, but now it's just guns, which is really crazy, particularly when you think of, you have a political party that tells themselves that they're pro-life and they're all for protecting kids, but the number one way that kids die in this country is through guns. But you say, well, there's nothing we can do about that. Like, what the fuck is that? Oh, so insane. Right? So insane. I, yeah. I, we are, we live in this, I don't even want to say it's, you can't really say it's euphoria because we are just numb. I don't even know what the definition yeah. of that is. I think, yeah, I think it is sort of numb. It's just like you get overwhelmed with it. Like it's just, it's just so much. And so I think that's why we have such a uh, expressive country when it comes to entertainment and stuff. Like we have a lot of things, distractions, you know, entertainment. And I think, I, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think we have to have a lot of that because it's necessary because we can't be in every you know, bad thing this country or individuals in this country say and do or else it's overwhelming. Like you can't, fun- 
you can't function. You have to have some escapism and stuff like that. I did a lot of escapism this week watching TV because I wanted to have some good recommendations because we were talking about, you know, the writer strike and things, you know. So I ventured out. I know that was an abrupt term, but yeah, I no, take good. Her, I we got to work on that flow for you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, let me, t- let me show you a couple of recommendations I have. So I watched this. Uh, it's sort of a rom-com. And I don't usually watch rom-coms, but um, Elian wanted to watch a rom-com. So I found one on Amazon Prime. And it's a little different. Um, and it's called Someone That I Used to Know. And it's an Amazon Prime movie. Okay. And it's pretty, it's only an hour and a half and it's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good and it's pretty surprising, you know, the turn it takes and everything, but it's both, I would say it's rom-com with a little drama, but it's, it's really good. So I would recommend okay. that after some prime. And then we just binged a, a new series. I think you would like this series. And because we're on a podcast, I think you'll like it even more, but it's on Peacock. I don't know if you can get that. But it's called Based on a True Story. Oh, my God. Don't say anything. I'm in love with it. (laughs) It's so good, right? It's so good because the concept is fucking insane. It is. It is. So we finished it. Like, we finished, I guess, the season one. I guess it'll be season two or whatever. But it stars uh, that Kaylee Kuoko lady. Yep. And her I can't think of her husband's name. Something Messina or something. But he's a funny guy. But it's really good. It's, it's a it's a married couple, Southern California, some kind of um, I think she's a real estate agent. He's a retired former tennis pro, teaches at a club, but they're sort of having money problems. And in their city, in their lo- locale, there is a serial killer. And that's so that's the premise of the show. And these two things happen, and it's bonkers. It is bonkers bonkers and it you know at first you think it's going to be a little corny but no it is it's not <laughs> it's not right i mean it's sort of like first it's funny a little corny it's sort of absurd absurdist but then it's it takes the turn like what the fuck is happening like it's so <laughs> crazy but yes it is it reminded me of that show on i think it's netflix dead to me with christina applegate okay okay yep yep it sort of reminded me of that because there's a lot of humor to it and a lot of crazy things, but it's really, really engaging. It's really good. It's really good. Okay, next. Okay. Um, I think I mentioned Silo last week or the week before. Yeah. It's on Apple Plus. It's very good. Um, the season hasn't ended. The episode's about 40 minutes. It has Rebecca Ferguson. And it's, it's very good. It's somewhere in the future. And there's a society of about 10,000 humans Humans who live underground uh, because something happened above ground, but they've been there for generations and a lot of people don't even know why they're there. And so it's sort of a mystery and we don't really know what's going on outside. So it, it's very good. Um, now I saw, I ventured outside the United States to watch three series. Um, okay. I know all of them are on Netflix. One or three movies. They're not series, one is called The Chalk Line. Oh. And it's a thriller. And I think it's, I think it might be like in Finland or something like that. I'm not really sure. But the premise is this couple driving home one night, and there's a little girl 
walking in the street alone and they rescue her. And then the, the movie is about trying to find out who she is and where her parents are and how, how it all came to be. And it is really good. It's a thriller. It's really good. Okay, so that's called The Chalk Line. And the way it's called The Chalk Line is because a girl, she doesn't speak. Oh, okay. And, and she just draws chalk lines. Like, that's it. And you're trying to figure out, like, what the hell is going on. And she's oh. probably, like, yeah, she's probably about eight years old or something. Okay. Okay, so then, or maybe it's, no, I think that's said in Spain. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and then I read, I watched one called The Lost Patient. Okay, yeah, The Chalk Line, I think, is in Spain. And The Lost Patient is, like, in Finland or something. And this is... A boy, a young man, he's probably, he's probably 16, 18 is my guess. He wakes up from a coma and with no memory and his family has been slaughtered. <sighs> yeah, his entire family. And the yeah, authority- Is this subtitle shit? Like you have to do subtitles? You, well, you can, but, but it's also dubbed into English. Oh, Lordy, okay. Yeah, so you can hear it in English as well. So either way- so, and his, his, the doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, his family, not his family, but they're, they're trying to get him, help him remember, like, what, how, how did he survive and, and so forth. It is, it's a movie, it's probably another hour and a half Netflix movie, and it, that shit is crazy. It, it's, it's crazy. It's very good. Okay, the other one is, the last one is, um, I saw a movie on uh, Netflix. This is on Netflix. It, it's it's made in South Africa. And it's called On Good Report. Okay. Now, this is about a teacher in a rural school, a brand new teacher in a rural school, and it's a school that um, is run by it's run by it's run by um, women. And I think he's like a. I think it's. I think it's. I think we would call it like maybe ninth grade, between ninth and tenth grade. And he shows up to this school, brand new teacher, he's former military. And, you know, students are really good students, you know, men and girls and boys. And on his first night out after moving to this little town, he's at the club, having a good time. And he picks up a, he picks up a girl, you know, a young woman. And the next day at school, he recognizes that was one of his students. Ooh. Yes. And it gets crazy from there. And I think the movie, it's almost like it's in black and white. Now, this movie, I would say, has come with a trigger warning because um, though the, the lady who plays the teenager isn't a teenager in real life, she plays a teenager. So, and there's a teacher. So you got to think about, you know, what could happen there. So it's only about an hour and 20 minutes or so. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. It's good, but it's it's crazy. So okay, so those are my those are my uh, movie thriller series, and then just for an absolute shit show of a movie, two movies for summer. One is, and maybe your nephews are like this. I I took it on the chair and took it upon myself to go see Transformers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rise of the Beast, because there was like monkey transformers and stuff. It was bonkers. So it is a a summer movie. 
right? It's just explosions, cases, robots like destroying cities. It's it is bonkers. But all the kids in the movie absolutely loved it. And not just kids, like they were older people who have been like Transformers fans since they were kids, like old old people like me, and they love it. It's it's terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> if you like that kind of crap, that's your movie. Okay. And the other one is on this movie is on HBO and Disney Plus. It's that that new Avatar movie. Avatar 2? Uh Avatar 2, The Way of the Water, Electric Boogaloo or something. It is, it's awful. Now, the three hour one is three hours. It's awful. It is, it's the exact same movie as the first one. And the only difference is there's some outdoor people that live in the water, live near the water. So you get some water scenes. So it looks really good because you got water, you got animals and all this kind of stuff. But the story is exactly the same. And it's three hours. The plot is really stupid. Nothing makes sense. But if you just like the avatar world, and these people that, you know, talk to animals or whatever. And, you know, it, it, you'll enjoy it. But it's really dumb. It's really dumb. And it could have been done in 45 minutes or an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw somebody say that they fell asleep watching it and thought when they would wake up after a long nap that it would be over. But it was, it didn't, they, didn't, they didn't even get to the fight scene. That is exactly why I wanted to watch it at home. Because I just put it on. I was cleaning, cooking, <laughs> eating, I was writing. It was like the it was like the whole summer solstice was going by. That thing was done. <laughs> summer solstice. <laughs> it's so bad. But I would imagine the audience, if, if you're probably like, I don't know, 12 to 18, maybe it'd be entertaining, or like 10 to 18 or something like that. I could see it being entertaining, but it's it's really bad. Damn. Okay. So I had, yeah. I had that on my watch, but I, I won't waste my time. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could, you could just watch that. Um, Cause I love the first on one. Yeah. It's the same as the first one. You can watch it in the background as you're just busy with other things. Okay. And every now and then you see a scene and go, this is really pretty and interesting. And that scene might be five minutes and you can just go about your business. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What you been watching? Well, yes, truth be told, really, really good. I, you know, I like her because she was in that um, HBO show, oh, The Flight Attendant, oh. and she's that, she does, she saves a lot of pitfalls and she's pregnant in real life. I think she has like five dogs that she owns. She uses her platform to, you know, save dogs out of dire situations down in, in SoCal. So I, I like her. I never watched her. The other one, I think Big Bang Theory, or she was on one of those really popular shows. I never watched any of that, but um, so that's really good. I they I just finished watching Reunion episode three of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. That oh. is a, that, that's a, that's a major shit show, man. Like the it, it's so hard to keep up with. I I don't know how anybody could talk to people the way that they do, but it's it was really good. And then. I told myself that I was not going to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And uh-uh. only because my brother used to work, you know, he used to be a cameraman on that show and yes. they were on E, they moved to Hulu. So I wasn't going to watch it. And lo and behold, 
I was like, I'm going to watch a couple episodes. And motherfucker, I'm sick of the fact that I'm watching. Like, it's they got you. They got it, you. It got me. It got me. And I'm mad about <laughs> it. And and it, it depresses you because of how rich they are. And you're just like, man, they just live in their best lives. Um, yes. So there's that. And then the final season, part two of Manifest. So that's on Netflix. Um, that has been, I'm, I'm slowly watching that cause it's the final season. So hopefully they'll wrap it up and it's not going to, you know, end on a bad note. So fingers crossed. And then I am fucking loving platonic on Apple TV. That's with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Oh yes. I've been hearing about that. I'm so, it's so funny. Um, it's their 30 minute episodes, the I, I have to say watching it, I, I think there's a lot more ad lib shit going on. So it's, oh, like it's that. really fun to watch. Um, it's not a similar like Curb Your Enthusiasm where, hey, yes. here's just an outline and then you do what you want. It's, they're probably adding a few things on. Really, really enjoying that. Uh, I think- oh, it's that good. So, so they're, they're, they're platonic. They're just they're platonic. Yep. She's okay. married and he's just got out of divorce. They reconnect after years of their friendship because she didn't like his ex-wife. So um, they are each other's best friend. It's really, really uh, good. Okay, I'm going to yeah. check that out. That dynamic re- kind of reminds me of you and my relationship with just mm-hmm. how it's just this platonic. You have the, um, they're your bestie, but they're the opposite sex. But it there's, it's just as a natural friendship. And it's super cool to watch. I like that. Yeah, I like funny. that. Yeah, I like that idea that you know you can make a series just people just being friends. Like that's okay, right? Right. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, it's on my Apple Plus watch list. I hadn't watched it yet, but okay, I'm definitely gonna watch that. And there are, I think there's five episodes, so it's not the whole season out. And then there's a couple shows coming up that I'm excited for. So Black Mirror Six is coming. Yes, out yes, that's coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yes. Yep. Um. Sex in the City, Sex in the Sex and the City is yes. coming um, June twenty second. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, it's I think Hacks is coming back soon too. I, it, I I'm trying to remember if it's coming back in June or if it's coming back in July. So I'm super excited. If you're not on the Hacks train, that's with um, oh, what is her yeah. name? Damn it! Uh-huh. She she was on Designing Women. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, God damn what it. What is her name? Uh, uh, I'm gonna be mad because right, we watched we watched on hacks. Yes, um, it's uh, Jean Smart. Yes, Jean Smart. So funny. It is. It's uh, amazing. I'm hoping to see. I I heard rumors that it was supposed to be coming in June, June, but uh, I'll I'll have to check up on that. So Black Mirror tomorrow. Um, Sex and the City, June 22nd. So got a lot of stuff coming. You know, like when you go through TV shows and they either the series ends or the season ends, and then you have to find another show or a couple shows to watch. And you kind of become picky. Like I want to watch Silo, but I'm like, well, is it that good? I don't know if I'm into it. And then I think I'm just going to wait till it finishes all the episodes. Like it's, it's a little bit, I don't want to say exhausting, but you think about, fuck, like how, 
do I start it? Is it going to be good? Am I going to be let down? I go through that before I start every show. And I try not to, in the first episode, I try not to judge it in the first episode. Yes. Yes. I understand. Um, I did. I did want to say that there's a couple mini series that people haven't watched, you know, big little lies, um, little big fires or uh, little fires. Uh, If you're into that, I also wanted to check out, have you checked out, I think it's called Dead Ringers. It's on Amazon Prime. It you is know, two twin yes. sisters that are gynecologists, doctors, and they, uh, trigger warning, I mean, it's violent. They, they, they want to be evolutionary or something and decide to test and do things on women that are pregnant. Yes, and it's based on this 1988 film. And I saw that 1988 film and it was men and it was, it was insane. And I think it's sort of based on real people who lived and i i heard on a different podcast that it is graphic and it's a lot but it's really it's it's really well done it's rachel weiss is, is her name weiss i think is her name oh yeah it's really good i'm excited i think so i might start that too so there's a lot of tv to watch i just got to make sure i'm watching the right stuff and yes trash tv like the reality shows on bravo yeah, don't come at me. I, I love them and I will always watch them. So the <laughs> Real Housewives of Orange County started last week. So there's a whole nother um, Housewives that will start and fill my, fill my, um, fill my. You know, I'm glad you brought reality because we just finished watching Ultimatum, Queer Love. Oh, is that good? Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix and it's um, five lesbian couples and in each couple one of them has given the other an ultimatum to get married shit or get off the pot right oh, yeah, yeah. and and so you meet them and then they they get time with someone else in the group like you get to spend a week with another you get to choose another person of this group of 10 to be with for a week yeah, that was, is that the Lachey's? Are they still no, hosting it? No, it's okay. not them. It's not them. Like, no, I think, I, I do think they have one, but this host, I can't, I can't think of this lady's name. It's a single lady, uh, one lady who hosts it. And then you come back together with your, your partner and then you see if you can make a go of it. And then at the end, um, you either you know, repropose or propose or not propose to break up or something. And it is, it is messy. I mean, it is messy. I and stopped watching the, the hetero one last year. I was like, this yeah, is, it was this really is bad. That's the one. Yeah. The Lachey family. It was really bad. So bad. Okay. So you're watching yeah. that and you liked it. Uh, I liked, um, I think it's, I think it's nine episodes plus a reunion show. And yeah, it was entertaining. It was. Because, you know, you get to like a person, not like a person, but then you get to know them better. Then you change them and say, you think this person is awful. And then there's like secret hookups. So it's just like the housewife thing. It's just messy. Messy. And, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching trashy reality TV because it it makes you feel a little better that you don't have these kind of you know, crazy relationships. I, I don't think I'd ever give an ultimatum. Right. I mean, I don't know. And I, what I like about Netflix and they're the, the big thing about Netflix is that 
there's no commercials. So you can yeah. watch a show and get through all of it. So it doesn't seem so bad. Um, but you know, it has to be bad when you don't even finish it. Like I didn't with ultimatum oh. last year. Like I was oh. like, no, I'm not going to even watch this. I just went to the internet and, um, put in, did these couples last and none of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I was on Amazon prime today. I thought, oh, let me watch a horror movie or something. And it was only like an hour, hour and a half or something. And I, and I watched the first 10 minutes and I was thinking nothing's happening. Like nothing's happening. Man, I fast forwarded that thing so fast. And I was like, I fast forward to like 40 minutes in. See if anything's <laughs> happening. I watched the other 10 minutes and then I fast forward again. And before you know it, I was in like the last 15 minutes. So I watched those last 15 minutes. The movie was so bad. I thought, you know, one of the beauties of these streaming services, you can fast forward through some shit. That's very true. And you can see all of it too, right? right? I'm, like, I'm not going to waste an hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> you know, there's no psychological thriller stuff happening at all. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, are you ready for, dang, we're almost up to an hour. Are you ready for everything ready to go for the wedding? So almost, well, no. So let me back to not almost. So we have a venue and um it's a gorgeous venue in new york city uh so we found it you know we looked at a lot of places we took a bunch of recommendations she got a bunch of recommendations from her online followers and we looked at a, a few online and you know then she toured and so we locked in a venue and it's really unique and gorgeous and so we have that done she is going dress shopping um saturday with her sister auntie and friend so that's our first adventure in doing that now i've sent her a couple of links on like hundred dollar wedding dresses oh rentals, my god you know, used wedding dress oh <laughs> etsy god. do it yourself you know i'm just i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> oh my god i would flick you in your forehead with my finger <laughs> i think I think she almost blocked me one day. I, I saw, I saw something. The little Apple News app, you know, some stuff came across. You know, you you know, you drill out through all those stories, and one was, it was something like, uh, you know, where to get the best used wedding dresses or something. I don't know, hundred <laughs> wedding dress for a hundred dollars or something. I just forwarded it to her. Just hey, take a look at this. You know? <laughs> oh my god, she, I, she. Hopefully, she ignored you. So she's dress shopping. That's fun. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yeah, she got that. Yeah. What is your status of her moving here? So she has to finish her school year there, um, which ends at the end of this month, June. And then her lease um, ends there in August. But um, we're going to try to get her moved before then because she'll probably start teaching out here in late August, early September. So we're trying to, I, I just started today looking for, she doesn't have a lot of stuff to move, right? Because, you know, she's single in New York City, you're in an apartment. It's not a lot of stuff. Yeah. And no big furniture, no big appliances, you know, just a couple of bookcases, you know, one sofa, it's, you know, clothes, dishes, like it's not a lot of stuff, but we still got to get that stuff here. Yep. So I'm trying to decide, you know, between, you know, there's those companies that I bring a little pot to your place, you fill it up and then bring it. 
or do you get a little rental, like a U-Haul, just pack it up and drive cross country? I don't really know. Like I just started investigating all that today. So I'm going to go there in July to help her pack. But I don't really know like what we're going to do with that, uh, with, which option we're going to take. I still don't know that. Like you don't um, know if you're going to drive cross country. Yeah, drive cross country or she has, it's just not a lot of stuff. And, and you know, sometimes you get movie companies, they just charge you by the weight and space. Yeah. It wouldn't be that expensive to have her stuff just trucked here. So I'm just, I'm looking at all the options. Nice. Um, okay. I, I think she's sending out save the date stuff in the next week or so for March 2023. And then um, she has a registry. Like, I really didn't want a registry because, you know, I, I don't need nothing. I don't, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Like, yeah. this is like my aesthetic. But I, I continue to have to just take a step back because she's never done this before. Yep. And her family and friends want to celebrate her. So, I think it's important for her to have the full experience. I love uh, that. That's good. Yeah, she's really excited about it. So she has a, a registry. I think she started a registry or I don't know something. I don't know how that all works, but Yeah, I she, got it. Okay, there you go. You know more than I do. So yep. um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're talking about different honeymoon locations, you know. She is yes. she's an island girl. She loves sun, uh, water. You know, that whole deal, and which I'm fine with as long as I have an umbrella, some shades and a hat. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, I can sit on the beach, but I don't want to be in the sun. And, you know, I get in the water every now and then right up to like my ankles. That's the yeah, right. I go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at like, where do we go? And, and again, I've traveled more than her. So I've just said, like, you just pick some beach in the world and we'll then we'll go like wherever you want to go is fine with fine fine with me just you know i'm good so we're trying to sort that out too so it's a lot happening because she has to finish the school year then she got the pack we got to find a way to get her out here she has to start a new job out here but she wants to um complete a lot of things for the wedding while she still lives there yeah because it's easier right because now if you're in california this stuff is gonna happen in new york it's harder so she's trying to get a lot done before she actually moves here so it's all like a lot of moving parts, as they say. Yeah, that sounds like I'm. Ex I was just exhausted listening to that. It's a lot, right? And yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like just sitting at home. She tells me a little bit here and there, and I'm like, man, that, you got a lot going on. <laughs> she, she's like, we well, gotta start thinking about what you can wear and all that. I'll, I'll sort that out about January, February. I, I'm good. <laughs> Got plenty of time. I got to get my ticket out there. Keep an eye yes. on that with Jeff Blue. So, and I asked her if she's going to be sending some hotel stuff so that you know we can we can book that. Um, well, this has been a fun episode. A lot of good stuff today. I know. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, hot top, hot topics, as they say in the biz. And um, you can, as we know, every week we want to hear from you. We want to get rated. We want your. We hope to give you a five star experience so that you remember that when you're rating us. We are all of our Instagram handles and Twitter and Spoutable are all in the bio on the podcast. Um, so check us out, send us feedback. I mean, send it to Myron because he'll criticize you for <laughs> it. Send it anyways. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, don't just rate us, rate us a five. Like give us the big ratings. It costs you nothing to rate us. Just rate us. 
nothing. Yeah. And we appreciate it. And, you know, we're trucking along and, and um, working on providing you a great content. Again, if there's anything that you want to hear from us or any topics you want us to address, talk about, reach out. Well, we, we have an opinion on everything. Yes, I love it. And so today is Wednesday and happy pride month we should talk some pride stuff next week oh, oh yeah i can tell some pride stories the last i went to a pride parade um right before covid and that's when lizza was here it was actually so much fun i almost beat somebody up but it was just some white karen that was trying to like be a dick to people so um. <laughs> oh okay we definitely got to talk pride next week. <laughs> okay bring on the pride <laughs> yeah check us out in our show notes um We'll put all the movie and TV show recommendations and look at all our social handles. Say hi to us. And again, rate us a five, share us and talk back to us. Yes. All right. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.